So everybody, welcome to uh, number two of the Because I Can um, podcast series. The originally came up with a uh, slogan, if you like, Because I Can, because we just decided that um, as an organization, we were going to undertake a whole load of different challenges just to push ourselves and test ourselves and see where we could get to and, and probably get outside of our comfort zones. And, you know, as people that stand in front of other people delivering training all day, we think it's really important that you kind of still practice what you preach, learn new skills, get outside of your comfort zone, etc. And you might recall from the first one we did, first podcast, I mean, that Paul passed comment to say that, you know, idly sitting over a glass of wine with me and telling that you want to do something is is potentially a dangerous game. Um, <laughs> Paul, I seem to remember you and I sitting down over a glass of wine and I seem to remember you saying to me that actually, you know, wouldn't it be pretty awesome to summit the Matterhorn. Um, for those of you, by the way, that have ever eaten a Toblerone, it is the mountain on the side of the Toblerone. So if nothing else, you've learned something new today. Uh, so Paul, talk me through the glass of wine, says, yes, let's climb the Matterhorn to, I believe the guide saying, Paul, you need to let go of that mountain in order to be able to climb it. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, Tim's hiding his light under a bushel there a bit. Tim's got quite a lot of mountaineering experience. Um, I, I haven't. You know, I, I enjoy walking. I enjoy going into the hills, going into the mountains, uh, but I haven't got any technical uh, skills at that. And so really, it would have taken many, many years to get the skills to go and do something big and technical but actually the Matterhorn is probably the hardest mountain I could think of to climb where you don't have to be uh, amazing at 200 knots and uh, dangling off with ice axes and all this sort of stuff uh, so as a as an amateur uh, as a you know fit and motivated person but still an amateur it's it's just about within your reach to do it so Tim and I had a chat I was like oh I'd love to go and do that let's go and do that and unfortunately Tim said yeah, that's a great idea, and and then followed through <laughs> and actually got got some got some guides and got chatting with a few people about it. Um, that the Matterhorn is tough. It's it's nine or ten hours of going up and down this um, uh, this triangle, this Toblerone, um, and so let me set the scene. So uh, I am with Tim, who has uh, you know a lot of experience, including climbing uh, in the Himalayas, uh, and myself, uh, and we've got two guides with us, one, one with attached to Tim and one attached to me. So I am by a long way the, um, uh, the beginner, uh, the least experienced in the team. And uh, we set off. You set off at uh, about half two, three o'clock in the morning because uh, it's safer to climb when it's, when it's still cold and frozen. Uh, and I'm surrounded by all these amazing climbers with all their kit on. And I have a huge amount of imposter syndrome going on, an enormous amount. Uh, I am standing there, uh, you know, almost shaking with fear. I've got the little gremlin sitting there uh, on my shoulder, just whispering into my ear going, Paul, Look around. Look at who you look at who you're standing next to and with. Uh, you've got no chance. You don't deserve to be here. You haven't done the training. You don't know what you're doing. You're going to fail. You're going to let yourself down. You're going to embarrass yourself in front of your mates, uh, in front of the guides, etc., etc. Um, and it's it's incredibly intimidating to know you've got nine or ten hours of this. You're at the very bottom. You're at the very beginning, and already your heart rate's through the roof, and you're starting to flap a bit. Um, and uh, we'd spoken about this we'd had a chat Tim and I had been very clear that you know if it was 
if it was getting difficult, we would call a day, we'd call it a day and, you know, no harm, no foul, we'd, we'd come back. But I really didn't want to be the person to turn to Tim and go, I, I, before we even start, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go ahead and do this. I really don't want to do this. And so I just thought and thought, well, maybe, maybe if I just start, maybe if I get up, and it's quite an intimidating, there's a big thick rope that you have to climb up. It's almost the hardest bit of the mountain. I think the first 20 feet, it's, it's not. almost the worst, the worst bit of it, actually, Paul. I, think the first, yeah. I know. I know the first bit and I was just like how do I do this and so I thought well may, maybe I just chop it up into bits chunks maybe I just go well I'll just get to the top of here and then then I'll turn to Tim and say can we go back please uh, and then I got there and I thought well maybe if I just get around the corner and then we'll call it quits and then maybe if, and there's a few obvious bits along there maybe if I just get to that that ridge line and maybe if I just get to there and you know because the weird thing about the Maton is you can see the summit from the bottom and 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 you can just see it. And you can see it from see Zermatt, let alone the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just so far away, and it's just impossible to reach. Uh, and and so, uh, luckily, I ju I just kept sitting there, just going, "Can I can I keep going for the next ten minutes?" And I oh, did. I, I'm going to interrupt you for one second. Do you remember dinner the night before? As I said, so so Paul and I had spent uh, yes. spent probably a week uh, kind of acclimatizing, working together. And in fact, uh, you know, one of the things I would like to bring across is. Paul and I, we, we've done a lot of stuff together. You know, we've, we've literally been to war together. We've done all sorts of stuff together. But we always have this thing about there's a flat structure. You know, there is no ego. It is all about if one of us is not feeling it, we, we say that out loud. We're never afraid to say that out loud. And that way you keep each other safe. So I thought we got ourselves into psychologically quite a good place. And we'd found this pretty amazing Italian restaurant at, at the bottom, not even in Zermatt, at the, at the bottom before we got there. And I said to Paul, you know, look, no harm we'll have a glass of wine we'll have something to eat we'll all relax before we kind of because it's like a two-stage process when you go up so you go from there up to kind of the first hut and, and away you go anyway we're sitting there of must looking like climbers so the imposter syndrome thing must have been doing something quite good <laughs> and this gentleman comes across to us and uh he says oh hello guys he said uh are you here to climb the to climb the Matterhorn? And we said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we are actually. Yeah, you of, know, course. Bit, of course. <laughs> bit, bit nervous about it, but yes, we are. He goes, oh well, well, can I share this story with you then? And we're like, yeah, brilliant. Thinking that we were about to get a story of you know heroism and and daring do, and in fact, he had come to place some flowers at the grave of his best friend's son who had perished falling off the Matterhorn. And this gentleman, all of his best intentions, spent mm, 25 minutes telling us the story of this young man who hadn't survived climbing the Matterhorn. And I, if I could have done anything to stop this guy talking, because I could just see the colour draining out of Paul. Um, but then luckily the mood was lightened because he went, do you remember, he went back to his wife at the other table and uh, said, oh, those two guys are climbing the Matterhorn. And then we overheard the ensuing row when his wife then said, please tell me you didn't just spend 20 minutes <laughs> telling the two guys are about to climb the mountain the story. And we we're like, he's like, yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 Th thanks very much. Anyway, so it was just, this was not <laughs> helping Paul's peace of mind nope. as we get to the site. And in fact, if I remember rightly, when we got to the Hornley hut, yes. the first thing we saw was somebody <laughs> being airlifted off the mountain. So, so you were doing pretty well, Paul, to be honest. I can't believe that. We, after this story at the bottom on the day before, we get to the Hornley Hut, which is where you spend a few hours uh, overnight before you then get up in ridiculously early and, and climb the mountain uh, itself. Uh, you can see the whole mountain and you can see the climbers from yesterday 
uh, coming down, someone's someone's fallen, broken something, and they're having to get um, you know winched off the side of the uh, winched off the side of the mountain by the big red helicopter. While I'm there, you know, having a coffee <laughs> and having my dinner, just go. Just, you know, this is this is not setting me up for success here. I was like, what are you looking at, Tim? What are you looking at? Here? I was like, nothing, nothing, got nothing to see. <laughs> I need to look out the window. Good, 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 good. No, that was that. So I'm very glad Tim made me do that. Um, it's one of those things where if I'd been with most other people, we probably wouldn't have done. But because I'd said I liked the idea, it's very hard to then unlike the idea and get away <laughs> and just go, no, 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 no. And, and so, yeah, it, it was it was little steps. We got to Zermatt. OK, we got a bit put off at the bottom. We got to the Hornby Hut, watched someone get winched off. It's hard to it's hard to quit at that stage. We got to the start line. It's pitch black. Everyone's got their head torches on. You're climbing up a silly rope, just going, I can't do this. And then and then there's it's a bit of a rush at the beginning. Loads of people pushing along. Well, not pushing, but, you know, moving quickly. And so it's very hard to to just go, no, I, I, no, I'll stop now. And so, yeah, just little steps. And eventually, somehow, um, we end up at the top there. Tim, your your guide. I seem to remember uh, having a good laugh when your guide uh, gave you some good advice on yeah. the on the on the summit ridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, if you get a chance, I'm sure on our YouTube channel uh, we've got the footage from it's quite a famous summit walk uh, across the top of the ridge line of the Matterhorn. But for those of you that haven't seen the YouTube, if you can imagine, you're roughly four and a half thousand meters in the air. It is pretty much a straight line down to Zermatt if you were to come off. And you are, you've used crampons and ice axes to get up the last, I don't know what, 400 metres or something. Mm. And you're now walking along this ridgeline, which is probably a foot wide, give or take. And you have to pass other people and you're kind of teetering along the edge. And, and in fact, we had to edit the um the video <laughs> because you may or may not hear me use rude language at one point because the guide um andy who's actually a top bloke and he turns around and looks at me and says tim you really should watch your footing along here uh and that was you know that's some of the most useless advice i think <laughs> i think i've yeah. ever been given i think i might yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then and then what i hadn't fully appreciated was it was four hours to the summit for us it's five hours to get down. It's harder to get off the mountain than it is to get. To the I top, think that's because which... you may have been hugging the mountain quite a lot. Yeah, that that was a bit unfair. As on the way down, I had a little moment, uh, a sort of <laughs> you know a semi slip, uh, and I grip on tightly. And I think the guide said, uh, "Paul, you've got to climb it, not make love to it." <laughs> Thanks for that. That's not helping my ego, my abilities here, anything. No. <laughs> But I think I think you know, guys. The, the the way we're like, as with all of these things, the whole point of doing that was to was to prove that if you really put your mind to it, then you can. It, it is attainable. You know, Paul and I worked out a program. We sat down. We we understood the skills that we we had to do to get that together. Um, we found a guide who who was up for training us and sharing us, and we, and we kind of built those steps into it. And then by looking after each other, we had a kind of we found a way, if you like, to to achieve it and you know we there's a bit of an expression in the military which is the kind of still here beer you know and and um somebody once asked me to sum up that and i thought so well you know it's a beer earned isn't it and you know that night we came back down off the mountain from from a couple of days at the mountain and, and we sat there quietly together and, and had a beer that, that had been earned that day and i think there's there's no feeling quite like that actually no and it, and it just ties into that whole because i can attitude why why did we do it well, because we could, you know, why did we do it? Because it pushed ourselves out of our comfort zone. Uh, it was something that we could do and it was something we could look back on and go, yeah, well, 
rather proud I did that. Uh, not sure I'd do it again, Tim, but uh, <laughs> rather proud, rather proud that I did do it. So yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I think, guys, really, just take away from this, right? Next time you sort of, next time you're sat around a table on a on a Friday night, I mean, with friends, appreciate that's probably not at the moment. Um, but actually, you know, and everyone says, yeah, 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 brilliant. Let's go and do this. Um, but unfortunately, the next morning, for, for all really good reasons, we sort of let life get in the way. You know, I've got to pick the kids up or I've got to go to work. Or all completely valid reasons as to why you can't do something. But actually, for me, you'll be amazed. Say yes more is, is something you'll, you'll hear, you know. And actually, once you start to change your mindset a little bit and you start to find ways to make something happen, when you start to find ways that, that you can do something, um, you'll be surprised actually what you can achieve. And I mean, I certainly don't have Paul's business background, but I know that he would sort of echo the same thought process from a from a business point of view, Paul, as much as um, a climbing point of view. Guys, we'll see you next time on the Because I Can podcast. Actually, listen to me. You can't see me at all. It's a podcast. Uh, we'll talk to you next time.